views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Are you ready to stop stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem from running your life? Join award-winning author Dr. Friedemann Schaub from Empowerment Radio as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges in our day-to-day lives. Find out how you can use the power of your mind to overcome self-sabotaging patterns and build a solid foundation of confidence and self-respect. Learn cutting-edge tools and approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. This is the time to empower yourself. Now, here's your host, Dr. Friedemann Schaub. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Wherever you're listening to Empowerment Radio, I appreciate you so much for turning the radio on or turning Transformation Talk Radio, Empowerment Radio on and listening to an hour of things and ways you can empower yourself. And many of you know that I love to talk about fear and anxiety, and we are not talking about fear and anxiety today. We are talking kind of the opposite. Because with so much negativity going on in the world, I don't know how you feel, but I have to say, since the end of last year, I just feel there is certain kind of a tension that goes through the entire world. No matter who I work with and talk with, shares with me that they also feel somehow something is up. They are feeling on the edge. They are feeling that somehow, you know, they are more focusing on maybe the negative or the shoe dropping. And then, of course, there are all these events that do shake us to the core, like the extremism and the terrorist attacks and so on. And so it is easy to go into that form of seeing reality and becoming just more anxious, worried, fearful, maybe more sad, maybe more depressed, or maybe angry and frustrated. All of those emotions that ultimately drain our energy and take us away from our center. And so today I would like to focus on the opposite emotion, that what can bring us back to ourself, and sometimes it just doesn't, which is love. Love. In the words of Jackie D. Shannon, what the world needs is love, sweet love, and I believe that's really true. Now, the wise Elizabeth Kubler-Ross talked about fear and love and their relationship. And she said there are only two emotions, love and fear. All positive emotions come from love, all negative emotions from fear. From love flows happiness, contentment, peace and joy. From fear comes anger, hate, anxiety and guilt. There is only love or fear, for we cannot feel these two emotions together at exactly the same time. They are opposites. If we are in fear, we are not in a place of love. When we are in a place of love, we cannot be in a place of fear. 
So let's focus for this hour on love, but also on how to make love work in your life and maybe how to create more space for love in your life. And right now, I would like to, or for this hour, I would like to talk about the love that we want to have from a partner, the love we are searching in a romantic relationship, the love that so many people have been yearning for. In fact, I read that 40 million Americans alone are on online dating services, and 50% of American studies says are singles. Now, not all are looking for love, but it's certainly a large portion of society that is just wanting to embrace more love and feeling the opposite. Loneliness and that sense of isolation can bring up anxiety and depression and, and certainly makes that yearning even stronger. But at the same time, when you're really honest, you may be also someone who has negative associations with love. I mean, we all hurt. Love hurts. Love makes you blind. Love stinks. Love is not for me. I mean, there are things we just have experienced and heard from others' experiences that doesn't make love necessarily the most safe focus to have. Now, when, when I was 15 years old, I had my first girlfriend, and it was a disaster. And that certainly shaped me for several years, many years, in how I saw love. Because when I entered in this relationship, I was completely unprepared. Well, no wonder, because nobody talks about love or anything that has to do with it in my family. And so I didn't really know what to do. I didn't know how to be. I didn't know what's normal, what's right, how many times to call. And so I gravitated naturally into that, what I knew best, which is the role that I had taken on from my family, which was the caretaker and pleaser. Well, I just tried to please her as much as I could. I did these elaborate little events for her. I baked a cake. Has anybody ever baked a cake? Well, I baked, no, not a baked a cake. <laughs> I baked a piano, a piano out of a cake, just because, not that she even played piano, but it was something I thought would please her. I made a little uh, puppet on the string for her, which subconsciously probably was just depicting me. But in any case, I certainly try to do as much as I can, bending over backwards to get her love and attention. But no matter how hard I tried, she always kept me on arm's length. She just let me a little bit close enough to not get too frustrated and not lose interest. But I never really felt that she was fully in. Fully. And that caused me a lot of heartache and uh, certainly made me doubt in love. And it also made me doubt in my lovability that thought, is there something wrong with me? Am I maybe not doing enough? Should I be any different? Certainly came up. And it continued to come up throughout my early dating history until one day my mom took me aside and said, you know what? I don't think that these girls really appreciate you enough. I mean, I was shocked. 
I had no idea what that actually meant because I thought appreciating, well, I'm not used to be appreciated. I'm used to make them somehow like me by doing something for them and trying to make them happy. And and just that little shift in focus, that little questioning, well, what am I at the core? Who am I? That is actually to be appreciated. How is someone who is with me actually lucky to have me in my life? That made a big difference. It gave me a break from relationships for a while because I really felt I needed to explore this more and also figure out more about myself and my worthiness. But it made me realize that I was looking at love in a completely distorted way. In some ways, I was looking at love from a place of emptiness, from a place of feeling not enough and hoping that by someone's attention and someone maybe being interested in me, I would be able to elevate myself to a place where I could feel better about myself, where I could lift my confidence a little bit. And so naturally, since I didn't have a lot, I was exactly treated the way I felt and believed about myself, not really worthy, not really valued. Now, I can imagine that some of you can relate to that, that you may have also struggled with relationships and struggled with love in similar ways. And, and when I talk to my clients, often I can hear that even if they are in a relationship, love can be still a struggle. And so I found that there are three typical struggles, three typical patterns that seem to create the most pain when it comes to love. Well, the, the first one is pretty much obvious. You feel like you can't find it, can't find a partner. You feel like maybe you're too shy, you're too insecure, maybe you're too picky, but somehow it doesn't happen. Or you end up in relationships with the wrong people. Somehow you always pick the jerks or the ones that somehow at the end cannot be trusted. Or you pick the ones that at the beginning were really excited about you and then they lose interest. Or you go into a relationship and everything looks promising, but somehow you manage to sabotage it. Somehow you become either too needy or maybe you become too nagging or too controlling and too distrusting and lo and behold, the whole thing unravels and that what you were afraid of, the breakup, it actually happens. So if any of those things seem to be familiar to you, if any of those patterns feel like, yep, that's me, you wanna get a pen and paper because there are certain little exercises we can do to find out where does this really come from? You know, it's easy to, to blame the lack of suitable partners and say, well, there's just a drought, the good ones are all taken, or blame yourself and say, well, I'm too old, too tall, too small, too fat, too thin, too whatever. Or you can actually see, this is me. I need to take responsibility. I need to take a look inside and wonder what is it about me that makes me have such a hard time with love? What are those patterns? And as always in Empowerment Radio, we like to go deep. We like to look at the root. And the root 
is often buried in the subconscious mind. Let's go there after the break. So get your pen and paper, stay tuned. We will be right back. Gifted intuitive healer and spiritual teacher, Sarah Luce, brings her unique style to the hit show, Small Steps, Big Breakthrough Radio on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in each month as Sarah turns reality on end and shows us how to experience expansive results with simple yet powerful steps. Expect an enlightening bend on what you currently believe is possible. For show details and upcoming topics, visit SarahLuce.com. That's S-A-R-A-L-O-O-S.com. Gain powerful insight and practical tools to support you on your spiritual journey. Access your higher self and tune in every second and fourth Thursday at 12 p.m. Pacific to A Life Untethered with Andrew Martin, Walking the Path of Freedom. Andrew is a highly attuned intuitive oracle, energy worker, spiritual teacher, and international radio host. For more about Andrew and his services, visit thelightedones.com. Calling all moms, it's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, loving self in every area of your life. Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power. Listen to Vibrant Powerful Moms Helping Everyday Women Create Extraordinary Lives, Mondays at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit EmpoweringEnergy.com. That's Empowering with letters N-R-G.com. If you're dealing with fear and anxiety, you've probably noticed that the more you fight these emotions, the stronger they seem to get. Dr. Friedemann Schaub, the author of The Fear and Anxiety Solution, explains that instead of suppressing, we need to identify and resolve the deeper, subconscious root causes of fear and anxiety. His personal breakthrough program has helped thousands worldwide to overcome their emotional challenges. To learn more, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com and schedule your free consultation with Dr. Schaub now. Tune in to the hit show, Mouthing Off with Chef Rossi. Chef Rossi mouths off about different subjects in pursuit of breaking down walls and opening up your minds. She and Dr. Pat banter back and forth, taking from the headlines of the day on subjects that reach beyond what goes on in the world into your hearts. And go to theragingskillet.com to find out more and let Chef Rossi know what's on your mind. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to TransformationRadio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. We are talking about love and how we can make it easier to love and to be loved. Well, I just talked about my story. And if you want to share your story and tell a little bit about your challenges and maybe need some advice, call in 
888-418-6890. Again, 888-418-6890. Or type in your question at the chat box, the question box on the Transformation Talk Radio website. Now, similar to me, uh, I want to tell you a little story about a client of mine, Susie, who also had problems with relationships. Now, in her pattern, she always basically fell into relationships as soon as someone just gave her a little bit of attention. That was enough for her to say, okay, well, yes, this person wants me, I want him. And then she did, similar to me, bend over backwards to make this person happy. Now, she always seemed to somehow end up with a heartbreak. Didn't last very long that she felt that these guys were starting to disrespect her, to put her down, make her even feel worse and worthless. And so the relationship ended and she was alone. She felt at the beginning heartbroken, but then there was a little flicker of hope. Well, maybe the next time it will be better. And again, next time she got out with some friends, someone was smiling at her, she fell in love, same story. And every time it ended, she felt her life is ending. And now when I ask her about, so how do these dates go? You know, did they ask you questions about yourself? Did they invite you for dinner? Or, you know, did they also just start slow or did they demand for you to be intimate in the first night. And, uh, well, she said they never invited her for dinner. They never paid for anything. And they never asked any questions. They only talked about themselves. And, of course, she had to be intimate with them the first night. And she never questioned that. She even hadn't the faintest idea that she may deserve better. Well, this is not her fault, but this is exactly how she was treated when she grew up with a neglectful and also abusive father who basically gave her the sense that she was worth not a lot. And so even though she wanted love, she didn't expect love to look any different than that, what she had received from her father. Now, why do we do that? You know, why do we repeat those patterns? Why do we pick those people that we subconsciously already know well, they have the red flags hanging from their ears. They already show in the first conversation, yeah, I know that type, but we're still falling for them. Why is that? Well, the reason is that A, it's familiar, just like in Susie's case, something that she knew and something she felt somehow comfortable with. Maybe subconsciously she also believed she couldn't have anything else. Now, another level is that it's, of course, based on those limiting beliefs. You know, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough. And so if someone gives you a little bit, that is what you feel is all you can really expect based on your relationship to yourself. But then the deepest level is probably that there is this confusion about why this happened in the first place that in Susie's case, the father was so rejecting her and not really able to support her or take care of her or treat her kindly. And, and the subconscious mind doesn't like confusion. It is really 
a part of our mind that wants answers, wants to find resolution, wants to understand. And so it lets you go back into the same patterns over and over again until you resolve them. And there is the hope. Well, maybe I can make a person who is like my father just love me and treat me well. So then I know, oh, it wasn't me. It was actually my father. Now, the equation doesn't work because there is a type of man that probably will always treat you badly. In, in Susie's case, it was the guys that were good looking, completely full of themselves and never really feeling that they had to invest in a relationship because they didn't want to necessarily be committed or have any closer connection. But in her case, she needed to take a break. And that's what she did. She needed to resolve and heal that pain and those wounds of the past that made her feel confused. And she needed to build a stronger relationship with herself so that she could actually in the future see and spot the people that she should avoid. And she actually did. Because, you know, I talked recently to her and she, for the first time, felt like she was able to say no when she got attention and she was able to simply have boundaries that she never had before. And she was attracting now a guy who, for the first time, is treating her well, who is treating her exactly how she has learned to value and treat herself and who is willing to ask and is interested in her and wants to learn to know her and takes it slow and takes consideration for her feelings. It's amazing. And this is something that she did after taking a few months off, really focusing on herself. And now as a new person entering into the dating world. Now, if you have issues like this, challenges like this that you want to resolve, you can set up a free consultation with me and you simply go to thefearandanxietysolution.com, fill out the little uh, free consultation form and we will set you up to have a chat about what I can do for you to resolve those blocks that may hold you back from finding the love that you want. Now, Tammy writes, uh, a question on the chat box and she says a couple of years ago I met my soulmate I felt at home with him I felt he was my mirror he believed I was his soulmate too and he told me that he has a fear of commitment but he was willing to see a psychologist to heal this issue I sabotaged this relationship once but we worked things out but then after a while he said he wasn't ready for a relationship suddenly and he left me I couldn't let him go emotionally and mentally until I knew a few months later that he had a girlfriend and he was getting married. So why could he not commit to me? Well, that's a really good question. And I think it's one of those things where you have to, of course, also ask yourself, how committed were you if you were sabotaging the relationship? Is it possible the mirror image of ourself? I believe that any relationship is in many ways, you know, a blessing and an opportunity because sh the relationship shows us what is really inside of us. It's almost like a, that mirror that we see in the other person. People treat us the way we treat ourselves. People that we are attracted to 
are the people that usually are kind of matching our expectations of ourself. And then, of course, there's also this when you're in the relationship, what they show, how they treat you can also be a reflection to what you feel you can offer. And if there is a lack of commitment, you may also feel the same fear of commitment and intimacy. Now, the whole soulmate issue is a very interesting one because often people believe, well, when you find your soulmate, cling on to it. Don't let it go. That's the most important relationship you can have. And it's only partially true, at least from my perspective, because I have worked with many people that told me exactly the story I had met my soulmate. But most of them say that the soulmate relationship was the most challenging one, the most difficult one. It was a roller coaster. When it was good, it was really good, but then it could be equally bad. And so they learned a lot in that relationship. They actually found in some ways themselves in the relationship because they first got lost in the other person. It was almost like the, the soulmate was a stepping stone to then find their life mate. It happened with my best friend who was first in love with her soulmate and that didn't work out at all. And then she found the love of this life and is happily married. So there is something we just have to also put into perspective. Whatever we think we should have, sometimes it is only temporary and it is more meant to help each other then it is meant to be something together for the long run. Now, there is another question I want to quickly address, and this is from Noelle. She says, honestly, I like when men chase me. I like the sexual attention I get from them, but I always keep them at a distance. I enjoy this kind of attraction, but it hurts me because I long for a true deep connection, but I don't trust men's intentions towards me. And this is another example of maybe a fear of love, a fear of commitment, and at the same time, a desire to get attention and desire to get approval. And the problem is, if you like the chase, you know, and how many people do that? You know, that they say, well, there needs to be chemistry and there needs to be a certain attraction. I like the guys that are confident. I like the women that are really attractive. And so there is this tension that they are seeking, but there is also what's missing, a depth. It's almost like the chase is fun, it's exciting, but it doesn't really have the same seriousness about it. It doesn't really have that sacredness about love. It doesn't really feel it's all fulfilling, but really just fulfilling on a certain level. And I think we have to also ask ourselves in this regard, what do we associate with love? Is love really just something that is about the excitement in the moment, the, the chase, the conquering, maybe having someone really attractive by our side where we feel better about our, ourselves because of it? Or is love more than that? Is love maybe something that comes from a place that is more connected to compassion, the desire of sharing what's inside of you, the desire to be seen and see someone else. Does love come from that desire to build something together, to grow together, not only old, 
but to really expand further and support each other on that soul's journey, on this life that we have. Is love something that we don't really spend enough time thinking about? So after we come back, I would like you to think about a few lessons or maybe imprints that you have learned or taken on during your upbringing. Because like in most of our values and the things that we focus on or the patterns we're living in, they all have a beginning and they usually start early on. And so think about it. What was your role model of love? What did you see about love? What did you learn about love? What do you believe was somehow subconsciously imprinted on you when it comes to relationships and when it comes to love? We will be right back. Miss any shows during the week? Don't worry, we've got you covered. With the free Transformation Talk radio app, you'll have access to all of the past week's shows in the palm of your hand. Tune in to Transformation Talk radio anywhere you go with our free app for any of your devices. Check out our app in the App Store and Google Play Store today. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. Bree Gibbs is a fourth-generation high priestess with the knowledge to raise your vibration and conscious creation. Offering a wide variety of services from goddess light and shamanic healing seminars to private reading sessions, Bree works with you so you too can stand in your own power. Isn't it about time you took your life into your own hands? For more information about Bree's services and products, visit silvergaia.com. That's silvergaia.com. Plus, live your purpose equals joy. That's the motto of Unstuck Joy with Vicki Todd. Vicki believes you were born with gifts that are meant to make the world brighter. Each show will feature an art visioning journal prompt to help you create your way to soul clarity. If you're ready to get unstuck and create more joy, this show is for you. Tune in every month on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit VickiWorldArt.com. Do you feel that there's a bigger, better life for you? Is there anything holding you back from living the life you were meant to live? If you'd like to find your life's true purpose and calling, join the world's foremost authority on primal spirituality. David Carr share in Becoming a Sun Radio, emotional and spiritual intelligence for a happy, fulfilling life. Tune in once a month to Becoming a Sun Radio with David Carr share on the Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit davidcarshare.com today. Tune in to the Psychic Professors Show, The Voices of Spirit Radio, with international medium and spirit artist Dr. Susan Barnes on Transformation Talk Radio. 
featuring a variety of spiritual topics such as psychic art, spiritualism, EVP, psychic development, and mediumship. This hit call-in show provides listeners with breakthrough wisdom to enliven and enlighten their lives. Visit spiritartgallery.net for show days and times. Welcome back. Let's talk about love. And let's talk about how you even think about love. You know, a lot of people know that their connection to money, for example, is really uh, shaped by how they grew up. Like money doesn't grow on trees, the fighting of the parents because there was a lack of it, that feeling of it always going to get taken away. All of those things come from usually experiences early on in life and that is also true when it comes to love so whether you're feeling unworthy of love or commitment whether you feel like you need love and you feel afraid of it at the same time whether you feel that you gravitate always to that same kind of people that are just not really right for you but you cannot help it or whether you gave up on love and just feel like it's not for me, all of those things have some deeper subconscious root causes and they have to do with how your subconscious perceives love. And so let's look at those filters, those beliefs that are distorting how you see yourself and how you see potential partners and how you see relationships in general and ask yourself a few questions. So for example, what, as I said before the breaks, were your role models for love? How, for example, were your parents or maybe your uncles and aunts? And what did you observe? Did you see fighting? Were you a child of a divorced family, a divorced, did the parents get divorced? Were they uh, maybe cold to each other? Was there a lot of bickering? Was there power play, one had to be dominant, passive aggressiveness, tears? Or maybe you had a really nice uh, experience with love all around you. But chances are that you probably have seen not necessarily the best side of love when you struggle with finding love yourself. Now, I also wonder how did you feel that this love experience that you saw was fed back to you? You know, when you think about how people showed love, were they the same way? Maybe cold, neglectful, always busy, never really feeling present. Was there a conditional way of feeling loved only when you were pretty? Only when you were slim, only when you were good in school, that's when you got a sense of being loved or a sense of being approved of. And how did that make you feel about your lovability? And what, when you look back at your relationships, what did you feel like are the patterns that started early in your life and how you experienced people loving each other and how you experienced being loved, how did these patterns repeat themselves? 
did you see that there are certain ways on where you believed only to be loved conditionally or you believed that people are losing interest or you believed that somehow you need to be quiet and you cannot really show yourself look at those patterns and just notice how certain ways of feeling and thinking and acting may have just continuously repeated themselves. When you look at those patterns, you can also understand that the common denominator is you and there is a way for you to resolve those patterns. We'll talk about this in a moment. But I would like you also to, because when we are looking for something, right, we need to know what we are looking for. So I would like you to spend a moment and just finish those three simple sentences. I know I am loved when. I show love to my partner by. And the most important aspect of love is. You know, the interesting thing is that many people are making lists. A friend of mine made a list of a hundred aspects he was looking in the perfect woman he would want to marry. And he actually miraculously found that person. Every box was checked off. I mean, you can imagine a hundred, it's not bad, but this was a totally wrong person. After just a while, he felt like, that's not fitting. There is something wrong. I mean, everything is exactly like I wanted it, but something is missing. And he, it dawned on him what he didn't really focus on was on how he wanted to feel, how he wanted to experience love. He only focused on what he thought that person needs to be in order to love her, but he didn't think the other way around. He didn't think about what I... What do I really want to feel? What do I want to experience? How do I want to have love in my life? And this is something we just want to be more aware of. Now, part of the issue with the distortion of love comes, as I said before, from the subconscious mind. And there is a archetype, a protective archetype, which is basically a part of the subconscious mind that I want to talk about for a moment. And that archetype is called the lover. And it is a protective archetype because it believes that the salvation, the end of all suffering, the security and that sense of belonging all only comes from finding that loving mate to share your life with. Now, the lover has a few hallmarks that usually make love extremely challenging and painful. Because a lover is looking for love and then finding it in someone and it is holding on to that person for dear life. The lover is willing to give and overgive. The lover is willing to forgive and let go of any kind of shortcomings or maybe obvious uh, misconducts and simply says, oh, it's not so bad. Being with this person makes me feel so good. So it's better to just ignore anything else. I have worked with people that were literally together 
with narcissists and sociopaths that were betraying them over and over, not only behind them back, but at times overtly. And that person, that lover archetype was still finding excuses why it was okay. So it's again, this pattern of love from that person was like the oxygen that they needed to live with. <clears throat> and anything without it was not even fathomable. It was absolutely completely out of their imagination. No matter how much it hurts, that loyalty was that most important part. Now, looking back at where this came from, that archetype, that survival pattern, that lover has a lot to do with the upbringing, of course, and it is often connected to someone who has been abused, molested, and shown in some ways that love is painful and that love is not something they can simply expect. So they go into those relationships with a deep void, with a great lack, and they feel the need to fill this lack and this void from someone outside, someone who potentially has enough love to make them for the first time feel wanted and feel embraced and feel seen. And in some ways that becomes then the addiction, the dependency, because they never have learned to give this to themselves. Now it's a very disempowering pattern because ultimately it just leads to that desire to give more and more, to bargain more and more of oneself to get that love from this other person. And if you are struggling with a subconscious pattern like this, if you're feeling that love is something that you don't ever find inside, that you only have to get from the outside and you need to get it for dear life, it feels almost like a drug, like an addiction, give me a call because this is something you can overcome, but it's also something where love and the idea of what love is can become extremely self-destructive. One of my clients, before she started working with me, lost everything because of it. She lost her business, she lost her friend, she lost her health, she lost her sense of self, and all because she had been in that pattern that she couldn't get out of it. And she fell into the hands of a guy who completely took advantage of it. And you may know people like that that have really suffered from that distortion of love. Now, how can we get a better relationship to love? How can we overcome that? When we come back, we will do a little meditation uh, slash affirmation that you may be able to listen to over and over again just to let your subconscious get a different perspective on love. So stay tuned, we'll be right back. Are you ready to thread your life with intuition? Intuit Apparel can help you do just that. This is not just about a piece of clothing. This is about a movement, an awakening, and staying centered in life. Your life. Intuitive and host of the radio show, Get Into It, Lynn Brown, 
was given this image with the intention of a clothing line designed to represent the essence of life itself. Visit IntuitApparel.com now and wear your intuition with pride. Are you ready to stop stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem from running your life? Join award-winning author Dr. Friedemann Schaub for Empowerment Radio and learn breakthrough solutions to switch out of survival mode and approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. Tune in the first and third Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific to Empowerment Radio with host Dr. Friedemann Schaub on Transformation Talk Radio. Visit thefearandanxietysolution.com to learn more. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Tune in to Mainstream Metaphysics Radio to harness your connection with the universe to effect change for optimal success and happiness. Name one of the country's top psychics. Eve now brings her insights and gifts to this weekly hit call-in show. Joined by visionaries, leaders, and gifted others, but mostly you. Jot it down. Thursdays, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Are you traveling most of your day? Do you want to take Transformation Talk Radio with you anywhere you go? Well, guess what? There's an app for that. Just go to the App Store on your Apple device or the Google Play Store on your Android and search Transformation Talk Radio. Catch all of our live shows no matter where you are. Thanks for listening. Well, before the break, I talked about that we need to redefine love. Maybe you have a great definition of love and you're completely healthy, uh, happy and healthy in love. And maybe there are still certain things that you also want to stretch into because I think love is such a powerful energy. In fact, I believe it is the most powerful energy in planet in the universe and it's transcending any misunderstandings it's able to heal it's able to connect it's able just to warm and bring light to the darkest places so love is powerful we know that love is something we deeply naturally desire we can see it even in the animal kingdom that there is just a natural tendency to love. And I think often animals are better at it than humans. 
So why don't we just take a moment and talk internally to that part of you that is still confused, that still doesn't really know about love, that still may hold on to those old patterns. And I would like you just to consider some other aspects of love that you may have never thought about that may be very helpful. So why don't you just close your eyes for this little affirmation or meditation. Focus on your heart. Focus on that. What is love in your heart? And just allow yourself to think about someone or something that you do have love for. Let this meditation be a way for you to connect to love. Maybe just an animal that you grew up with, it may be a friend, it may be a family member. Just notice someone that you feel very easy to love. And then notice that love is good. Love is that light in your heart. Love gives you energy. Love can make you feel more expansive, more of service. Love is the gift that we are all here to share with each other. Love is abundant. Love is all around us. It's like oxygen. There is no lack of love. There is only a lack of awareness. Be aware of where love is just coming to you. It may be through a random act of kindness. It may be through some very dear friend who has been trying to reach out, but somehow you were not responding. It may be through a parent that you may have treated the worst because it's the one person that never goes anywhere holds on to just embracing you for who you are. Love is abundant and it doesn't have to come from one person, but it has many sources. Love flows best when it is given and received in the same way. So allow yourself to be aware of what you are giving and what you're willing to give to yourself so that you know that you can also receive openly that same way of loving. 
Wanting to be loved while you reject yourself is asking the other person to give to you what you don't want to give to yourself. And no matter how much someone pours inside of you, it will never stick because it is your job to heal that void, that hole inside of you. And you can do that by turning your awareness towards yourself. It is not the job of someone else to make you fulfill your needs. It is your job to go fulfilled into relationships and give that what you feel you're here to give. Because the more love you have, the more you love yourself. The more you feel your heart is full, the more you can give and the more will come back. Love is meant to be easy and not complicated. And if it's complicated, there is just something that is blocking the flow of love. And it may be a block that has nothing to do with you. Someone's inability to love you has nothing to do with your lovability. Love is safe and love is sacred. Feed yourself daily with that nourishment of love and kindness for yourself. And no matter whether you are by yourself or in a relationship, stay self-reliant when it comes to love. It is too easy to lose ourselves in someone else and making that person that source that makes us feel good and wanted and worthy. And we know that ultimately we become from that full person who has something to give, the empty person who is a beggar for a little bit of attention. So while you can give with 100% from your heart, the love and the kindness and the gifts that are inside of you, make also sure that you are with 100% giving all of those things back to yourself. And if we all do that, love will never be in shortage. If we all do that, love will never be associated with need or lack and pain. And we all do that, love will be just what it's meant to be, a joyous sharing of ourselves and our light. And I want to end with one of those wonderful quotes of Rumi, that sage who said, our task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within ourselves that we have built against it. So take today and the weeks to come as an opportunity to share more love with the world and yourself. 
and also to be willing to see and to appreciate the many ways love is coming back to you. Until next time, take care. Goodbye. You've been listening to Empowerment Radio with Dr. Friedemann Schaub. Join Dr. Friedemann the first and third Wednesday each month at 11 a.m. Pacific as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges of our daily lives. Discover how you can use the power of your mind to overcome stress, anxiety, and overwhelm and create a solid foundation of confidence and self-esteem. Learn cutting-edge tools so that you can approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. To learn more about what Dr. Schaub can do for you, visit the fearandanxietysolution.com.